Repo Boys. Hi, Repo Boys. Repo September 2021. Hey. Week hey. two. The world sufficiently has been go. ablaze by excitement for this month-long initiative. Hi, People are talking Repo on the streets. Everyone oh my gosh. is losing it. Over they this. say summer's over, and yet the heat's still coming on. I mean, it's it's some kind of heat wave. You know what it is? Fallen, fallen content with high repo boys. Mm-hmm. Fall is here. Things are dropping, and that's the content we're dropping. Are we talking about visions? No. <laughs> we no. is not out yet. Not out yet. Do we want to talk about it? No. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah yeah should be pretty good how's it going big guy um wow i mean just a ton of energy i mean happy september everybody Um, happy high repo timber and to all our stands high republic stands this is this is your month yeah so you better freaking show it yeah you better you better show it that's i'm thinking where are all these high repos People, I love this stuff so much. What the heck? I mean, you know, I didn't tweet about it or let anyone know, but you know, it's got to be in the you know, Google, Bing, you know, G, oh, High Republic. Go to there latest. Come, so one thing about, um, and I've just kind of known this through dealing with our High Republic stands, High Repo boys, um, and girls, but you know. To us, boys is gender neutral. Um, that Same being said, place. they are they're Star Wars fans that don't consume all Star Wars content. So they're out, you know, doing other things, you know, having a great time. Maybe they're doing some like paddle boarding um, out on the water, uh, got into like mountain climbing and stuff. And then they are coming back into the fall. And you know what's going to calm them down and then rev them back up? High Repo Boys. High Repo Timber, presented by High Repo Boys. Proud subsidiary of Po Boys LLC. Um, I mean, there's not much else going on Star Wars-wise. The one thing I saw was that Lego is, is doing a Hoey special? Um, no. And there's no a trailer Lego. for it, but... Yeah, um, no. I mean, there, there Josh, you, you you can share. So um, we, I, I guess you've shared this a couple times, um, notably in episode forty-one, mm-hmm. where you talked about one facet of you know being an adult is kind of giving up some facet of a, a big thing that you used to do, and you used to be really big into Lego sets, namely Star Wars Lego sets. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't know if those... I claimed it as part of an of adulthood so much as just was it I fu- knew my consumption of it was unreasonable. <laughs> okay, I think there's an aver- mm-hmm. I think there's a very mature and adult way to intermittently buy Lego sets and play with them, but um, priorities yeah. change. Yeah, and I'm not trying to you know burn some bridges with our Lego heads, um, Lego boys. Um, yeah, I mean the actual Legos is like. I'm all for the actual Legos. I just, I don't know the Lego animation stuff. It's like, a, it's, it's too many, it's, it's, it's too many things, you know, it's too many things. 
one might say, and um, I'm sure that you're going to groan at this, but one might say that Star Wars is oversaturated with content. I've heard that before, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, we're never going to talk about that because that is so dumb. So, um, I mean, I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. It's just too. It's just too. It's it's too diluted. It's too diluted for me. What? What's your yum and what's my yum? Two different things. Two different palates. Yeah, you know, at certain... warm milk. An afternoon glass of warm milk. Okay. Um, are we really getting into this? All right. Yes. What are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a. I'm I'm into the sparkling waters now. Yeah, so. I knew it. Um. Yeah, I knew it. I went to the doctor and they said my cholesterol is too good, so mm-hmm. I need to, um, you know, kind of go with that because my muscles and my cholesterol they're constricting too much because I have such huge, huge, huge muscles. Um. So I'm cutting back on all the muscle milk that I used to drink. Um. And now I'm just drinking, you know, different types of flavored waters. So I, I knew black it. Cherry. I what about you? It. Oh, I'm just, I'm just having some regular water. I'm not having anything right now, but okay, yeah, um, that's good. Um, because I was well, about to see where it's a forward podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know about this sparkling water. I mean, I get. Oh, it. it's a it's complete like scam. Something else, you know. I get it. It's like not. It's not this, and it's not that either. So, like, that's good, I guess. But I've never had one and thought this was good. I'm glad I had this instead of either water. Or literally anything else, and I'm I'm with you, right? Or even nothing. I'm I'm with you, um. But for me, and I don't know if this is for you or listeners or listener, but I need water or I'll literally die. So I don't have a choice. I gotta drink this. You could just drink water. Yeah. I will literally die. Literally, my thirst does not feel quenched after drinking sparkling water. Oh, um, no, but it's something to do, you know. Um, I am a big fan of drinking things because it's something to do. Yeah, because here's the thing: is there is Star Wars Visions. I don't know if we've talked about it yet. Um, is going to come out in two weeks. But all of our high repo boy content, I finished like two, like what we're talking about today. I finished literally two months ago. Yeah, and I so, didn't read it. So mm-hmm, yeah, so I had to, I had to um, look some stuff up. No doubt, um, no doubt. Um, some proper nouns needed some uh, Wikipedia's to be linked to them. Um, I'm good now. I'm I'm solid. I'm I'm like. I'm rock solid now for this episode mm-hmm. out of the shadows, mm-hmm. um, which is the title of the book they were covering. Not mm-hmm. that I'm out of the shadows because this is not a mud horn raker episode. Right. Um, but yeah, so content um, range. I think, did you want to do anything beforehand or did you want to just get straight into the episode? I mean, you know, talked about water um we talked about the halloween thing i will say that there is apparently Mm -hmm. no that's fine i don't have to say anything go ahead (laughs) okay um because i assume we're on the same page because we're just um so in sync no (laughs) yeah uh for my sparkling water (laughs) 
Uh, but anyway. I'm a problem because I walk around. Okay. Burping. What is um. It? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So this isn't Josh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Shang Chi? I had I mean I had a thing I was gonna talk about I had to deal with Star Wars, but that's fine. Shang Chi was dope. I mean, look, I've been telling everyone for months, man. Shang Chi's dad, Tony Leung, that dude's gonna come correct. And boy oh boy did he. Yeah, I um I so th- the thing I want to talk about is like this movie, um, unfortunately is not gonna be as big as most Marvel movies because of the pandemic. Although the theater Packed. I don't know if you saw. We're gonna pack theater. Pretty crowded. Most crowded um, the, the movie theater's been since I've been going back since post vaccination um, life. But I don't know a ton of people that are going to see it, and I might see it like another time. So its numbers, understandably, to the continuing pandemic. But I feel like this movie is definitely a staple of like what. Black Panther was for the black community and what this movie will be for the Asian community of like, you can have predominantly Asian actors, not just protagonists, but antagonists too. frontline a movie and then, you know, be the biggest movie of the year and one of the best movies of the year. And I, I feel like um, Star Wars tends to fall behind along those lines of, They'll highlight certain characters, but they definitely have a page to take from the Marvel movies that are having this much success. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really thinking that you were going to take the um, other side of that, but... Uh, I mean, I have my own whole thing I was going to talk about, but then you wanted to talk about something else, so it's okay. Okay, um, why don't we open up I, that no, can of worms? I just forgot, even forgot what it even was. Um, I bet it was and, really good, and I'll just apologize on behalf of the listeners that we don't get to hear that tirade that you're going to do about Borgullet having their own TV series. So, um, with that, did you, did you remember it, Josh? No, it's gone. I forgot. Okay, <laughs> so... I was hoping that you had something else, but we're going to get into this episode. So let me get the Wikipedia. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Okay. 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 So um, the book we're going to be covering this week is, which is the second young adult novel. So there's like what? The novel, young adults. And then there's two other kind of types of like books. Middle grade, I think, is maybe the name for one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a there's a fourth one. Maybe it's like um, like a kids book or something like this. But this is the second mm-hmm. um, the second book and of the young adult novel. We covered the first one, which was Into the Light. <laughs> Into the Light. Um, and I, I'm just thinking back to the Into like the three com- Oh my gosh, I was so close. <laughs> yeah, they are absolutely so bumbling it with all of these names. Oh, they got it. 
Like anything, anything to hang on to. For these it's, just one, one exciting word, <laughs> or just a, a singular proper noun. Yeah, as like a, as like a, um, a, a spot to then jump off from. Because out of the shadows is, um, this book is directly after Rising Storm, and it's like you gotta. I know that you don't want to like give away plot lines or. Th- all right. Uh, it's, it's not gonna hurt you. But um, this is directly after Rising Storm, which we covered last week, and then this is also characters from Into the Dark, and then a book series that I'm unfor that's introduced Vernestra Rowe. I think that was the a comic book series, or maybe that was a kid series. I believe um, Vanessa Rowe is from the next age group down novel from the first wave of books, which I think was also written by Justina Ireland. I can picture the cover of it. it was oh, it's called Middle Grain Novel. Middle Grain Novel. So yeah. she was in a test of courage. Yep, that's the one. She's green. And then Mm-hmm. Um, she's a Moralian, like, a like um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's is the same um, species that um, Barris Offie and Luminar Undali, Undala Undali, um, both are in you know um, Clone Wars, etc. So it's combining two. Um, Jedi that frontline two different books. So we covered Into the Dark with Reith Silas, who is like this book book nerd um, debate Jedi. Team sure, uh, debate <laughs> debate team captain. <laughs> you know, people are out there exploring. He just wants to read. He's like, I miss my yeah. <laughs> At various points in that book. He's like, I miss my library. I miss my seat in the library. I miss my chair at the library. Oh no. Um, and then Vernestra, who is the, the green woman. Um, and she was in rising storm. Do you recognize her character at all? Yeah, so she was what Stellan's former mm-hmm. Padawan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she was she was Stellan's Padawan of her own. Yep. Or so no. she was. Yeah. She, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she was Stellan's Padawan, and then very. Whereas you know Anakin really just couldn't become. Uh, he couldn't become a Jedi Master fast enough because he was, you know, so old. She already became, she wasn't a master, she's a um, Jedi Knight, and then she's given, similar to like an Anakin Ahsoka situation, mm-hmm. she's given a paddle on. So, she's not a master, but she got to Jedi Knight at like age 16. So she's very young and has a um, Jedi paddle on. And so for the listeners at home, this is going to be something of a book boys classic where I would say full spoilers for this book. But with that in mind, I have not read this book. So P will be going into full spoilers and I will just be asking him questions along the way. Yeah. So and if you intend to read this, um, you know, do it before you listen to this or I mean, keep listening. Just take your headphones out. We can use the listeners. Um, and then, you know, any any books that tie into this, 
that this goes beyond or obviously also going to be on the table because we're, you know, we're talking about the book in full. And I would also encourage you um, that you read this book too, because even if I explain it, it's very similar to any Star Wars book I ever read is I have a Wikipedia website right up next to it because they don't describe the aliens very well. So you have to then look them up and be like, oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that is, which is it's one of the most difficult things in writing is like you have like 70, 80, over 100 different species. And you have to, without saying the name, provide descriptions of like, how do you describe um, what's the alien that Dex is from um, Dex and the, the Monarch? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know the name of it, but but it would be like rotund ro forms, <laughs> like crack. Ro ro rotund butt crack with six <laughs> six, six arms saunters over. Pat stomp stomp. He's so big. He looks like a frog, but they're not frogs in this universe. But you know, frogs. You can tell that I'm a writer. Um, <laughs> so this book, um, is following a pattern in high Republic books are following patterns. It seems of you follow the protagonist and then you have a, uh, following the antagonist with it. So we follow Sylvester, um, Vernestra Rowe, who is a 16 year old, uh, this, I think 17 year old. Um, Jedi Knight, who was in Rising Storm um, and has been at Starlight Beacon for however long. And then she has a human Padawan named Emery Cantaros, which sounds like um, a um, pod racer name. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's like 15, so he's around her age. And he he has like a special um, force gift and she is constantly frustrated by it because she doesn't know how to help him. Kind of like you're a parent and your kid is smarter than you, but you don't oh. know how to really help them because um, they explore two different types of force um, new powers kind of um, in this book. And he has one of them which um, is the light side equivalent of like force manipulation. So like you see in new hope when Obi-Wan is at the cantina and he, you know, says these are not the people that you're looking for, um, et cetera, you know, using that force push or mind push or whatever he can do that can change your emotions. So if you're feeling afraid, he can make you feel happy um, by by touch. So he like feels literally the emotions of everybody, which is why he's out in the frontier because he doesn't live in large cities because it's just so many emotions coming at him, and he's having he has a real difficult time with that. So it's those two. Um, Vernestra is the main person, and then it's Wreath and the other book nerd dad comac vitus from the mm -hmm. last book i don't know if you remember comac at all i remember the name i don't remember enough of the particulars but he ends up being reese master at the end of yeah and yeah. he 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 seems to me to be like stellan but 
more has more damaged goods and likes like nerd stuff a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but since the time between this book and Out of the Shadows, they've basically become treasure hunters, and they they just go keep going planet to planet doing treasure hunter stuff. That's mm. pretty much the the gist of what they've been doing. Now here's so, my whole thing, just mm-hmm. briefly, because you do bring up Ruth Silas and I, Imri, I'm familiar with the name being dropped in in uh, Rising Storm. I'm flipping back and forth between these two Wikipedia pages. You they you need to, you need to make these you need to make these dudes one dude, or uh, one of them got to be an alien or something. These guys. You got two identical-looking white dudes here. We really need this. Come on, guys. Something's got to give. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're doing a really good job of. They have such distinct characteristics, so I know the differences. But insofar as all white people are the same, I I like 100 percent agree. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was the argument I was making. So they're both on um, Starlight Beacon. And then the, like I said, you know, they follow Jedi and then they follow like an antagonist in these books. So like in the last series that we covered last week, they covered what Martian row. Um, and oh, then they, yeah, they cover pan, whoever pan, pan, Eda. Yeah. Pan Eda. <laughs> yeah, no. And then the small guy that had like the mecha arm system. Yeah. Was I don't that know Pan-y- that he ever got like a POV chapter though. Mm-hmm. And then Lauren Adean. Um Yeah. So and briefly this... a bird man. Um the antagonist that they follow is Nan, who was that that girl Oh yeah that... from the last book. Okay. From the last book, yeah. So she was the girl that was part of the Nile, but Wreath didn't know and like Very saved unassuming. her. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, nah, I'm an assassin Nile, see you. And she spares him because he helped her um, and they have this kind of thing. So it kind of follows her um, as like the antagonist Nile in this. So um, basically the story with the Nile for this whole thing is they are trying. There's a subsect of Lorna D's group that is in this one sector of like um space that nobody uses it's only used for hyperspace lanes and she is basically doing what um i want to say grievous did it in the clone wars episodes where they can knock people out of hyperspace or is that he does the emp i i don't know if there's There's some sort of rebels where they had a gravity well type ship or something that pulled Mm -hmm. people out of hyperspace yeah, so this is the first gravity... Like, the Nile is trying to do a gravity well, basically. Um, I feel like that was the name of it. It might not be. Yeah, I'm sure I got the terminology wrong, but I know what you're talking no, no, about. No. But yeah, so it's, you know, yank somebody out of hyperspace and then kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your antagonist, you have your Jedi, and then obviously you have your, like, random person crucial to the story that has no force powers that looks at a Jedi and be like wow um, so the one for this book is Sylvestra who was like a holler and then her mom was like also a holler and then she 
at some point died. So this is like this girl who is um, dealing with the ramifications from Out of the Shadows. Because remember in Out of the Shadows at the very end, um, that other like, um, you know, you had the rock guy, you had the pirate, and then you had the woman holler mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, and how they kind of um, found out that their guild was like basically doing slave labor. Right. Um, so that whole guild gets destroyed and then okay. she's dealing with the aftermath of it. So like so she was in that guild. She was in that guild and she was not a slave um, because her mom had everything fully paid for, but she was struggling to survive because the guild did so many things for her. Mm -hmm. um so it's it's basically a lesson in you know labor unions sure they can be bad um but and that is that is your official stance correct um uh, yeah i mean there's i you're, my you're anti-labor correct i unions for decades on the school board okay so i've heard i've heard the pros and cons um but I will say in any official capacity, labor unions, they slap. So anyway, she is um, hauling her haul and um, she gets trapped in one of these things and barely escapes with her life. So it's Yarrow is heading to Coruscant to be like, hey, this thing's happening. And then... Um, Wreath and Vernestra get sent to Coruscant for different reasons, basically. And they're all going there for different purposes. They all make it to Coruscant. Um, the three of them meet, and they're basically tasked with figuring out what's happening on that planet. Um, the only other kind of big note of consequence is this, this book gets really into oligarchies um, of High Republic. So, like, I feel like the previous books, they keep referencing the Santecas, right? Yeah. Of like, they're the ones that did all the hyperspace lanes. They're this big, powerful family, um, which is not something you see in any of the major Star Wars um, movies. It's all like corporations. Well, I mean, uh, well, that's true. Yeah, corporate. Yeah, they're more corporate entities. That's true. So they introduce a new family, like an oligarchy, which is the Graf family. <laughs> Um, and they basically are also interested in that area because they own that, that part of space basically. So it ends up being like this member of the Graf family, Yarrow, Wreath Silas, Vernestra, and then they're like Jedi, Jedi Padawan and their, um, Jedi like Comac. So mm -hmm. that's basically most of the book complaint you know they, they um find out they um travel to this area and you find out that like it is a research facility where they're doing a gravity well um but the really cool thing about this book is at various points um the woman Sylvester Yero is talking about like all the different skills she has and how her mom kind of set her up, even though her mom's dead. Um, the big twist in this book is you find out the mom's alive and <gasps> is like this mastermind scientist and has been basically part of the Nile her whole life. And then Sylvester is just not smart enough to realize it. 
um, because her aunt, um, she calls her Auntie Lorna, is Lorna D. Um, and like Lorna D's in this, um, basically. And you know how like in Rise kind of doing her own thing and has her own plans? Yes. Um, this book gets really deep into that. So like, uh. yeah, because Nan is basically sent um, to um facility um lorna d wants to have the the pathfinder um look at the facility um because she has like all the the paths and stuff like that and she's in charge of like keeping that person alive um which is that like original Santeca that has like the force powers basically right. to the accomplish Oracle. everything. Mm -hmm. So this now this is after rising storm. Yeah. After rising with? storm, okay. after rising storm. So yeah. In rising storm, um, the Santeca, the old Santeca is communicating with Loden at various points of that book, but you don't realize mm. it until the end. And then directly from there, you know, she's transported away after the High Republic comes after them. And then she's sent to the ship, basically. And the whole reason is so that, like, she can upload all of her knowledge into the system and so that they can do, like, a proof of concept. Um, she, they do do a proof of concept and, you know, they're able to make sure this gravity well works. So... In future series, like, you know, they'll start introducing gravity wells a lot more than they previously did. Um, but there's like a cool there's like a cool space battle at one point where they like find the space station, and destroy it. Um, our guy, um, not Stellan, Elzar Man shows up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he shows up um, because when they call in for reinforcements, um, he and a bunch of other name characters but he's the he's the main one come come to their aid um and that's i mean that's literally the the big gist of all of this i mean they get into um some some definitely some ideologies from other books and other movies in the star wars universe um Vernestra is consistently talking about like the scope of what the Jedi should be doing. And she thinks the Jedi should be more aggressive and they should be doing more out there because of what the Nile are doing. And then there are people that are like the Jedi shouldn't be doing anything whatsoever. They're not the police force, which is kind of like a, you know, a debate that has been shown, you know, in clone wars and other star Wars series, but it's also, it makes sense that they introduce it in this time too, that that's always a, what's the role of a peacekeeper in a war? Are they overextending themselves? Are they not overextending themselves? So, I mean, how's it end? Um, so it ends, um, they get rid of the ship. Um, and Sylvester Yarrow like meets her mom and her mom's like sipping the Kool-Aid way too far and is like, mm. hey, you can join me. And then she's mm. like, no, the Nile are psychos. Um, and then she basically leaves her daughter to die. But her daughter's obviously with Jedi. Um, and then other than that, like Wreath and Nan have like a moment. Um, but Nan um, 
she is like in hiding i think um no she she runs away with um the mom because um she like let she she let the santeca woman die and you know all the other books are talking about how valuable the santeca woman is whoa to... that's pretty big mhm yeah she she ends up dying in that um, wow mhm yeah so she she ends up she ends up dying um i think vernestro is the one that kills her um she like unplugs her because like she hears her begging for death through the force or something like that um no 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 she she gives she gives vernestra paths and um vernestra keeps them secret um at the end of the book yeah that's that that's how that ends so she's she gives some paths you have no idea where the paths are presumably they're to martian row or they're to that like jedi killing creature planet mm-hmm that they went to but she 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 has not disclosed it as of the book because she wants to do some more research on it um but so she that kills her she like unplugs she her basically that mm-hmm. character dies yeah santeca dies yeah that's that's pretty big i because i yeah interesting i mean that's, um that's yeah it's either it's, it's either vernestra or um there is like a love interest in this um so yarrow is a gay character and is dating like a third cousin of the santecas and then she's also there too um the only like really cool no- i mean other than you know normalizing um non-hetero um relationships in star wars so it's not like a big defining moment of it um they do introduce like a new species um of like I forget what the cats are from Rising Storm that Lena So has. Uh, yeah, that she never has on a leaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this Santeca has a Volca, which is think like the size of that tiger from Clone Wars from Episode Two, uh, the one with the like forty eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nexu. The Nexu doesn't have those eyes, but it's like that size, and then it has horns. That spark electricity. Uh, really, so it really seems like they really want um, more Pokemon in Star Wars. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Like this, this thing like electrocutes like a few Nile um, during the book. So it definitely, it's one of those things where it's like they describe something so cool that I want to see a visual representation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no idea what it's going to turn out looking like, um, but that'll be definitely pretty cool from there. Um, yeah, so like they they basically this book comes they they the Santec is gone. Um, it was basically the biggest part of why the Nile were strong in the first few books. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's basically that like Jedi c- killing creature from the end of rising storm, this gravity well. And then we didn't really talk about it last week, but there was that like thing that turns off lightsabers. We don't know yeah, that disruptor or whatever. And we don't know oh, where that technology is. I believe like it might be with the Nile, but I don't think it's a hundred percent with the Nile right now. Um, 
So that's kind of the the next big thing that they're doing, which is it's interesting too that it's not just you know one trick pony of like you know here's the empire they have all this um, overwhelming force um, with the Nile. It's more like they're constantly trying to acquire new power in order to you know um, disrupt the High Republic from trying to take the frontier, which is. Um, it's cool. It's something that I, I I really wouldn't have have suspected that they would have done. So, did this feel like a sequel to the to the previous young adult book? Did it feel like the like? Did it feel like a second installment in the series? Did it feel like the fourth installment in the High Republic? Did it feel at all like a standalone thing? So, I think this is going to be something that. I feel like people get upset at when they watch the movies and they talk to somebody that's like watch the TV shows mm-hmm. of like the perfect example is solo where Darth Maul is at the end of solo and yeah. people are like, how is Darth Maul there? And I watched it with like a coworker and I was like, well, and then I just started <laughs> describing clone wars and they're like, oh, that's dumb. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I had to watch, you know, five episodes of a show specifically in order to keep up with that. Um, I wasn't upset by that because um, I think that they, they did a relatively good job introducing Verna, uh, Vernestra to new, to, to new people. I would definitely say that you could consider it a hybrid sequel to the young adult novel and then the series that that middle grade novel that neither of us read. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really cool, it's a really cool thing of they're adding two character stories together and then pushing them in the same direction. Um, which I've, I guess I really haven't seen in any star Wars content that I've really picked up before. Um, which it's is very which is curious. Cause I, you know, I, I've read some of the comics. I read the first young adult book. I've read both of the like grown up books. And I'm just like, you know, I, I have to imagine if we had, you know, took a poll of anyone who's ever touched high Republic, anything consumed any high Republic stuff, a majority of those readers would, I'm going to assume again, generalizing here, just have read the adult books. Mm -hmm. So just those two. And if you're only going off of those two, the Drengear, who my understanding is they are essentially one of two equal prongs that are a huge threat to the galaxy. It's like them and the Nile are like the big things. But if you're only reading those main, so to speak, adult books, you get nothing really but lip service about the Drengear. They, they pop up like not at all. They're like mentioned off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's and I would argue, in a way, that is not the case with the Nile in books where the Drengir are more of a thing. Though we'll talk a little bit more about that next week, I guess, when we talk about the Marvel book. But it is just very, it is just very curious. I mean, I guess they are trying to do like a, it's all one big palette among all these different stories. But I don't know, like it, because I mean, the next time, you know, the reader... And we're talking about that as only reading these adult books. The next thing, you know, when they crack open that third book, um, you know, what's her name? Santeca is going to be kaput. And she seemed like a pretty major part of 
Marsha Rose plans. So I don't know. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, I mean, it's um I know that we had talked about earlier this year. Oh my god, it feels like that these books came out forever ago. Um back in episode sixty three, I think. Um, because we we both want we both read the first book and then we were we were basically starving for content. So I read the young adult novel, then you kind of caved and read the um into the dark novel. Um but it wasn't I I didn't feel like there was such a huge difference in the writing, um, other than the scope. I mean, this is a much smaller story than the rising storm for sure, where mm-hmm. it's like, here is this large event. Here's where 30 different people are. This one person's on a boat. This other person is like on a beach. This other person's um, also on a boat. Mm. Um, not, not not giving too many spoilers away from Rising Storm slash showing how little I, I, I uh, um, internalized. But I, I definitely have... I will continue to be reading the young adult novels for sure based off of this one, which I thought um, Justine Ireland did a really good job with. And then um, the Into the Dark, I, I enjoyed that series a lot. Um, I thought the characters were great and the story was defined. It didn't The read didn't take very long. It didn't feel like it dragged at certain points. Um, so I've, I've, I've enjoyed all of I've, I've consumed thus far. Um, and I really like Vernestra too. But so no geode then. Um, I don't want to sound like all white people are the same because I don't remember the woman's name that was the captain of geode ship. But there's a guy you named Leox. Well, there's Leox, but Leox, there is the there's the the girl under his charge, and she she owned the ship. Right, because her stepmom was in charge of everything. I don't think she was a white lady, but go ahead. Okay, um, then I'm just gonna stop there. Um, so the, <laughs> the one vessel other thing does not make an appearance. Um, the vessel does not make an appearance. The one thing I will say, there was another force power that in, that's introduced, um, which is um, force visions. So Vernestra gets force visions but only when she's in hyperspace. So she kind of directs the storyline a few times. Like she um, is in hyperspace and then she gets a vision of like these Nile going after some Ugnaughts on a planet. And then she goes and saves them. And then she gets a force vision of the research vessel. The story progresses for her, but she basically had already seen it coming. Um, But it's... I don't know. It's I don't know if they're trying to just say this is her catalyst for force visions because a bunch of them have force visions, um, but that's just kind of her unique kind of gift that she has. And you know, there's another you you did not mention a character that my understanding is debuts in this book, Emmerich Kafter. I have no is, idea who that is. Like a Jedi detective type character, I guess. Um, and it says that he debuts in this book on Wikipedia. Maybe he's only mentioned. 
human male Jedi during the High Republic. Does it say he's on Takai? Does not say. Um, okay. So okay, so then it sounds like he maybe that didn't make a huge appearance, but he apparently debuts in this book, and he is set to be star of an upcoming Marvel comic book miniseries called Trail of Shadows by Daniel Jose Older. So interesting. Um, okay, and he it made it. It's supposed it's supposed to be like a noir, like a High Republic noir type story. And he, he kind of made um, this character sound yeah, like a Jedi detective. I should say I did end up watching the uh, High Republic Comic-Con from home panel, which is like mm-hmm. half an hour long um, last week after finishing the book and all that. And yeah, that was one of the takeaways was was that Daniel Jose Elder was writing like a noir type miniseries for Marvel. So that should be pretty cool. And then the other big one, which I texted you about, was Charles Soule trying to say it was um markian was that how it was markian row or whatever nah man nah nice try no it's Mar- yeah it's not it's Marjorie. it's not febrar and then markian it's not mark yeah nah. all right it's nah. it's nice march yeah nah. okay no thank you nice try oh um sorry with with the written word you're gonna try and change the entire globe listen words do have the ability to move mountains, but not the way that you're writing them. No offense. Um, That's, that's interesting. I'll have to think back to where that character was introduced because like of our Chris is in this book too, Mm -hmm. but it's like not super notable. Like her and Stellan have conversations and she basically, he pulls rank over her to get Vernestra back to Coruscant because like she's about to attack the Drengar, um, the Drengear again, and Vernestra is like pouting because she wants to go after some plants. Um, mm-hmm. Don't we all? So there's little pockets of it here and there, um, but it definitely doesn't come to mind. I wasn't in my notes, and I finished this book two months ago, so that's that's definitely <laughs> on me. <laughs> Um, should be should be a great should be a great uh comic book series, I'm sure. Yep, and so speaking of, that'll be what we're getting into next week is Kevin Scott's High Republic Marvel series, and then the week after that, uh, we'll get into some of IDW's comic books for the High Republic. Uh, there's High Republic Adventures, and then there's High Republic something something Mountain whatever. Um. Which was, I mean, it was good. I like the first issue. I just genuinely don't remember the name, uh, which was stars Tyoric from Rising Storm. And then I guess as I was going to get into before I was so rudely interrupted, I guess there's like a High Republic manga that Justina Ireland's wrote or co-wrote. Ooh, manga. Viz that came out as of this recording today. So if I meander over to the comic book store and that's there and, you know, maybe I'll grab that and we'll, we'll just do like a Viz IDW episode for that fourth week. And then baby, 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 that fifth week, that big finale to High Repo Timber. Tell all your friends. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Tell your buddies. Yet. And as much as I loved this episode, because I just got to kind of browse wikipedia while pete talked for a long time the fifth episode whoo is gonna be good it's gonna be a good one you're gonna think is this 2020 because this is for the fans 
And you're not going to even ask yourself at any point this month, like, why aren't we covering Visions that comes out this month? And the reason is we've just got too much content and the cream of the crop rises to the top. And we're giving you the top content for our fans, the High Repo Boys. Mm-hmm. So we did you like this book? If, well, I have been locked. I've been locked out of the email for like a month and a half now. Ugh, um, battery. All right. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> uh, DM us on Twitter. At Boys Podcast. And with that, later.